Welcome to Evangelism on Fire podcast. My name is Mark Thomas, an ordained pastor, a teacher of the best-selling book of all time, your host, and most importantly, your evangelism coach. Every episode, I bring you an inspiring message to help you live the most exciting life God has created you to live by actively sharing your faith in Jesus with others. I believe in the power of the gospel and the potential of all Christians to live out the mission of the Great Commission. I believe the best way for Christians to grow is to go. It's time for a revolution in every Christian's life around the world so that every person everywhere around the world can hear the gospel of Jesus Christ from a friend or family member through one-on-one evangelism. I'm so thankful for our time together today. I absolutely love spending time with you, Evangelism on Fire Nation. I believe this podcast will truly inspire you, and I believe it will inspire so many people that you know. And if you're inspired and feeling moved to share this, then please message some friends, post this on social media, and let people know about this episode so we can get this message out there more. I appreciate you and everyone listening right now. And a quick reminder, I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast, to rate it, to review it, spread the word on social media and spread the message of evangelism on fire forward. The youth today represent the future of our country. Many of them are putting their hope in everything other than God. They are being deceived. Grandparents aren't taking their grandkids to church like they did in the past. The church has been dwindling, which means the younger generation is not hearing about God and his word nearly as much as they used to. That's why it is so important for us to get in front of them and make sure that worldly desire is not leading them astray. We want to let them know that there is hope for them through a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. In order to do this and to make an impact, we need your help. We need you to join us on this mission of being an inspiration for the younger generation. To do this, become a partner at Evangelism on Fire Ministry. Being a partner means making a commitment to give whatever you can to help us on our mission. We can't do this without you. We can't do this without the support of God's kingdom. Let's reach the world with the most important message that exists, the gospel message. Join us for the plans we have for ministry in 2023 by becoming an Evangelism on Fire Ministry partner by going to today's show notes and clicking on the giving link to become a monthly partner by setting up a monthly donation or go to our website evangelismonfire.com Click on the donate button to give a monthly reoccurring donation or a one-time gift. Thank you for joining us to give hope to the world. Evangelism on Fire Nation, welcome to part four of our series, Active Lifestyle of Evangelism. If you haven't heard part one through three, make sure to go back to those episodes so you're caught up to speed. Our quote of the day is from Dr. Jason Fung. You make your habits and then the habits make you. You know I have to give Dr. Jason Fung a boom because I absolutely love that quote because that quote is absolutely true. If you make your habit of living an active lifestyle of evangelism, evangelism on fire nation, your habits will make you. You will continue to live an active lifestyle of evangelism if you make that your habit. One more time, boom. Our scripture of the day is Romans 12, 11. 
translation, and this is from the Passion Translation. It says this, be enthusiastic to serve the Lord, keeping your passion toward him boiling hot. Radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. In today's episode, during our four-part series, and this is part four again, we're going to take a look at the serving style of an active lifestyle of evangelism. I mentioned throughout this series, and I want to encourage you in today's episode to train your brain to be aware of the five evangelism styles of living an active lifestyle of evangelism. Remember this truth bomb. When you learn your personality type and your primary style of evangelism and you truly make up your mind to not go in your entire life without leading someone to Jesus as their savior, listen to this evangelism on fire nation. You will be unstoppable when it comes to telling people about Jesus when you find the approach that fits you. Check this out, Evangelism on Fire Nation. If you do not know your primary voice type, your personality type, just go to today's show notes and click the link to take your free five voices assessment to discover what it is. Hey, that's my gift to you as a regular listener. So you'll be equipped to have the tools you need to have utmost success as you tell people about your wonderful Lord and Savior. Look, that is my gift from me to you. Take advantage of it. And again, it's free. What do you have to lose? I love what Jesus tells us in Matthew 5, 16. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. A friend of mine that I've known my entire life had neighbors that lived directly across the street from him. The husband was a Muslim and his wife was a Jehovah's Witness. My friend built a relationship with them and his family. He would make an attempt to speak with them every time he saw them and he would wave saying hello at every opportunity he had. As my friend invested this time in creating a relationship with his neighbors, he knew that the best way to share his faith in Jesus with them was through the serving others style of evangelism. He would make himself available to his neighbors when they had any need or were doing any projects around the house. You see, the serving others style of evangelism are people who are naturally attuned to the needs of people around them. They find joy in meeting those needs. These people are those type of people who work behind the scenes and their efforts may go unnoticed to everyone except the person who is being served. But because they are others centered, they don't mind serving others while not having a spotlight on them to keep them motivated. They simply find joy in serving others. And if they can be used by by God to draw the person closer to him, that's the evangelism style that they operate in. After several years of my friend witnessing to his neighbors through serving them, meeting their needs, and because of the love he showed them, they became much more open to the idea of God and God's love. And one day his Muslim neighbor approached him and him, his son had been killed in a drowning accident, that his son was a Christian and he wanted to know more about Jesus in the eternal life that he offers. They had many amazing conversations about the Bible, Jesus, the free gift of salvation, living an abundant life on earth 
earth, heaven, hell, and how he and his family could receive Christ as their forgiver and leader. Listen to this amazing news after years of my friend selflessly serving his neighbors through the serving other style of evangelism, the entire family made a decision to follow Jesus as their forgiver and leader. Here's what my friend knew and what I want to pass on to you. The serving other style of living an active lifestyle of evangelism often reaches the hardest to reach people. Those who most likely aren't open at this point to a friendship or a spiritual conversation. Hey, Evangelism on Fire Nation, here's a truth bomb in your ear. When we sacrificially help people with their needs, this kind of Christ-like service can soften the hardest of hearts and open the most closed minds. Evangelism on Fire Nation, hey, here's your challenge time of the day. Here it is. Are you ready? Our challenge time for the day is for you to examine yourself as I read through the Contagious Faith book by Mark Middleberg as he speaks about the selfless serving style of serving others. Guys, I encourage you to get this amazing book. It's simply, in my opinion, the best evangelism book that has ever been written. I'm going to include the link of how you can order your copy in today's show notes. So as I read through his amazing book, I'm going to be reading the three key skills every Christian needs to have, whether or not the selfless serving style is your primary approach. I'll be reading through pages 68 through 75. All right, let's go on this journey together. Key skill number one, hey, nurture a spirit of empathy. In order to be motivated and effective in reaching out to others for Christ, and particularly to foster the right spirit behind the selfless serving style, we must nurture the attribute of empathy. Webster's Dictionary defines empathy as understanding, being aware of, being sensitive to, and vicariously experiencing the feelings thoughts, and experience of another. This, unfortunately, is lacking in many of our lives. Without it, we end up preoccupying ourselves mostly with our own needs, plans, and futures, easily overlooking the problems, concerns, and destinies of the people around us. This is only encouraged by a spirit of our age in which people are increasingly lovers of themselves, lovers of money, as mentioned in 2 Timothy. Timothy 3.2. These days, genuinely looking out for the needs of others is truly countercultural. Against these tendencies, Jesus said we must love our neighbors as ourselves, as mentioned in Mark 12.31. Doing this requires recognizing and acting upon the kinds of concerns we have for ourselves, but instead doing so for the sake of others. Jesus' golden rule is built on this value in everything to to others what you would have them do to you. That's Matthew 7, 12. He is telling us to consider their needs that we have and then to project them onto others in order to serve them in ways that we'd like to be served. This is true empathy in action. Paul echoed these thoughts when he admonished us in Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 through 4. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not look to your own interests, but each of you on the interests of others. He went 
on to illustrate how Jesus modeled these values for us. In Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8, he says, In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of his servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. So out of empathy for our hopeless spiritual situation, the Son of God gave up his heavenly perks and humbled himself to become not only our servant, but also the sacrifice for our sins. No wonder the writer of Hebrews was able to say of Jesus in 4.15-16, through 16, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy to find grace to help us in our time of need. Emphasis, mine. In every way, God set the example through Jesus of what empathy looks like, and the Apostle Paul challenges us to be imitators of God. God as dear children. That's Ephesians 5, 1, the New King James Version. How can we do this? In part by asking ourselves the classic question, what would Jesus do? Whenever we see someone in need of help or encouragement, the more we can see people through his eyes and then serve them with his spirit of empathy and concern, the more we'll be able to open them up to his love and truth as well. Key skill number two, make room for divine interruptions. I absolutely love this key skill number two. One more time. Key skill number two, make room for divine interruptions. In order to be effective in reaching out to others for Christ, we need to manage our schedule as well as our attitudes in the midst of divine interruptions. Here's what Mark Middleberg wrote about for the devotional book, The Case for Christ, Daily Moment of Truth. As Jesus and his disciples were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. That's Mark 10, verses 46 and 47. Have you ever noticed that much of Jesus' ministry happened in the midst of interruptions? As he was leaving the city, for instance, a blind man called out to him. It would have been very easy for Jesus to say to his disciples, sorry guys, it's not on the agenda. We have other obligations to fill, so tell him it'll have to wait. Can you imagine? Instead, Jesus asked the man what he wanted, and he ended up restoring the man's sight, all on the way out of town. Come on. Mark goes on to say in Acts 3, we read that Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer when a man who was lame asked for money. That's verse 1. They could have decided prayer meetings were more important and kept on walking. Instead, they reached out to him, healed him, and changed his life forever. In Acts 16, Paul was looking for a prayer meeting down by a river. Apparently, he never found it, but instead sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there. That's verse 13. This led to one of those women named Lydia, along with her entire 
household trusting in Christ. You can read about that in verses 14 and 15. See a pattern? No, we can't meet every need or stop every time someone wants to talk, and neither could Jesus and his followers. But like Jesus and these early Christian leaders, we need to stay open, always watching for divine interruptions that God might be opening up to us while we're on our way to do other things. Haven't you found this to be true? People who are in need almost never show up when we're all caught up with everything and just looking for someone to serve. No, it's generally at inopportune moments, times when we're already feeling overwhelmed with our own lives and concerns. Mark goes on to say, I'm not sure if it's Murphy's Law or a divine test, but I think it's for the reason that God inspired the Apostle Paul to write in Colossians chapter 4, verses 5 and 6, Be wise... In the way you act toward outsiders, make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. In a similar fashion, Paul told Timothy to be prepared in season and out of season. That's 2 Timothy 4.2. That means you should manage your life so that you can be open and watching for the divine interruptions God might bring your way this week as he attracts people to you who need to be served in the name of Christ. The situations might feel challenging. No, Mark says, scratch that. They will feel challenging. But the impact of your response can be both exponential and eternal. Key skill number three, develop discernment about who to serve. There's one more essential skill we need to address. Knowing when to serve and when not to. Why is this so important? Because there will be an endless array of needs around you and you'll never be able to meet all of them, though you could die trying. It's fascinating to see the same Savior who was so open to divine interruptions was also willing to walk away or sometimes sell away from situations where there were still more people who needed to be healed, fed, taught, or encouraged. If even the incarnate Son of God had to pass on certain situations, then you and I will certainly need to do so as well. Mark Middleberg goes on to say, I have a wise pastor friend, Kevin Harney, who recently wrote a book called No is a Beautiful Word, Hope and Help for the Overcommitted and Occasionally Exhausted. If that title alone brings tears to your eyes, then you should probably read it. In the opening pages, Harney describes how he discovered the beauty, the power, the glory of well-spoken and heartfelt no. This led him to become happier and more productive of a person, freeing up enough time and energy for him to be able to start saying a more solid yes to things that really matter, like serving the needs of people God puts in his path. The fact is that we live in a world that can quickly overwhelm us with busyness, daily demands, and sudden disasters. On top of all that, here I am urging you to watch for ways to serve people around you 
How can we do it all? Simple answer, we can't. That's why we need wisdom of scripture and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. God is able to lead us to say no to many opportunities so that we can say yes to the right ones and then back up our yes with wholehearted love and action. Learning the skill and discerning God's direction concerning who, where, and how long to serve will enable us to help others in a more strategic way way and therefore have a greater impact over the long haul. Evangelism on Fire Nation, Mark goes on to explain the cautions concerning the selfless servant style in his book, Contagious Faith, pages 74 through 76. Serve without conditions. Explain what motivates you and practice patience. Again, I encourage you to pick up this amazing book. I will include the link on how you could purchase this book in today's show notes. Evangelism on Fire Nation, hey, is the serving others style, your style? Does this fit your personality type or your preference of living an active lifestyle of evangelism? If you're not sure of your personality or your primary voice, as I mentioned earlier, just click on the five voices assessment link in today's show notes to take your free assessment. This will give you a better idea of what your personality type is and what evangelism style best fits you. Remember, there are five primary voice types or personality types in five evangelism styles. As you discover more about yourself in these areas, here are some key tools to remember whatever your evangelism style may be in order for you to have your head on a swivel to be motivated and effective in reaching others for Christ through sharing the boom, the gospel message, you and I, we must nurture the attribute of empathy. You know, we must be understanding, be aware of, be sensitive to the feelings, thoughts, and experience of others. Let's nurture a spirit of empathy. This is a superpower when living an active lifestyle of evangelism. Here's my second challenge time for you today. Schedule time for divine interruptions. Oh my goodness. Do you want to have success in living an active of lifestyle of evangelism, get ready. Here's the superpower for that. Schedule a time for divine interruptions. In order to be effective in keeping your head on a swivel, looking and reaching out to others for Christ, we need to manage our schedules, making time for divine interruptions. Come on, let's go. Think about this evangelism on Fire Nation. People who are in need almost never show up when we're all caught up and everything's going perfectly in our life. And we have all the time we need in looking to serve someone. No. That rarely happens. Moments like this generally happen at an inopportune time. Times when we're already feeling overwhelmed with our own lives, concerns, issues, and problems. This just means we should manage our lives to schedule time for divine interruptions so the chaos of life will not interfere with the people God is bringing our way this week. As he attracts people to you, you and I, we need 
to serve them in the name of Christ in order for us to make eternal impact on this earth. In Evangelism on Fire Nation, even when you're having the worst time of your life, when you allow God to use you to minister to others, He will fill you up full with everything you need that will empower you to get through the struggle that you're facing with divine victory. Come on now, that's what we all want. All right, Evangelism on Fire Nation, here's your third and final challenge of the day. Pray, asking God about who you are to serve through the serving others style of evangelism. You need to know who to serve and who not to serve. You need to know when to serve and when not to serve. Truth bomb of the day, move forward with confidence and discover that he, the almighty, wants to use you in your efforts as you continue to reach out to others for him. God wants to do something amazing in and through your life by you sharing the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel message by you sharing the boom with others. And in the end, I believe that the almighty is going to use you spiritually to impact the lives of others for eternity. Boom. Join me next week for part five of our series, Active Lifestyle of Evangelism. And remember, have the best week of your life. Thanks so much for your time with me today. It's been an amazing time and thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it inspired you on your journey of sharing your faith in Jesus with others. Make sure to check out today's podcast show notes for a description of today's show along with other super important details. And also make sure to share this with a friend and subscribe over on Apple Podcast as well. I really appreciate your feedback, Evangelism on Fire Nation. So share a review on Apple and let me know what part of this episode resonated with you the most. And hey, if no one has told you lately, God loves you. I love you. You matter and you have divine purpose. Now it's time to go out there and share the boom, the gospel message with others. Make sure to join me for our next episode.